Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan. I can't believe it, but it's already October 28th, Julie. Where did the month of October go? Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Well, Leanne, we've been busy, I guess. I don't know. It's a, it's a busy month. It's a nice month. I'm always so sad when it's over because then it's November, which right. is dark and cold right. and rainy yeah. and yeah. start of winter. Oh, well, there you go. It's the start of one day a week watering in Southern California. So pretty much everything will die in my yard. <laughs> Which I guess is the point, but. Right. It's so that you can simulate winter like yeah. the rest of the country. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Going to be sad. Going to be sad. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. We have new listeners every week. We've been doing this for a long time. We're five real sisters who live all over the place. We connect a couple times a week. I'm the youngest sister of the five. Julie Dolan is my big sister. I didn't say oldest. There you go, Jewel. Stop, <laughs> stop, stop. We uh, cover a lot of ground. Sometimes we do serious news. Sometimes we uh, do not serious news news and then sometimes we do no news at all and uh this show is a mixture of of a couple of those we are going to talk about ebola because julie dolan she's in all the hot spots dallas and uh new york city this weekend more from magazine land julie more lessons to be learned from the magazines um i'm outraged about a new parking space app join me will you uh You have tried um, some toast that you want have, to update. Yeah, I have a toast update yeah. because, you know, you and I are trying to bring back toast yeah. uh, uh, to the national scene because we heard that it was falling out of favor and we don't want this to happen. And then uh, we have picks and pans, but apparently you just have picks today, Julie. I That's exciting. Picks, so that's good. So I've left room. Oh, one other thing. I have finally figured out our sister Monica. Okay. <laughs> I have some, I read some startling research this morning and all of a sudden I now understand our sister Monica in a whole new light. And I want to share that with you. Usually we leave the on-air psychoanalysis to Sheila, but it's excellent that you're here to provide that uh, today while Monica's not. So, um... So that's a full show. Um, and then, of course, we're going to talk about Halloween. So, Julie, you snuck off once again to New York City uh, yes, to, to, to go into Nana duty. What, what was the yes, situation there? Well, it all started with an exclamation point. Uh, let me explain. My son and his wife uh, and their adorable, gorgeous, beautiful newborn baby, Josephine, who is now seven weeks old. Okay. They live in Brooklyn, New York. And um, my daughter-in-law had a long-standing commitment to go to a wedding in Portland, Oregon, okay? Mm -hmm. And this is her best friend getting married. And so the plan was, uh, not that there was any consultation with Nana, but their plan was that they were going to leave the baby with my son in Brooklyn because the baby was really is too young to travel on a plane. And my daughter-in-law... Uh, was going to go to the wedding, and that was the plan. Okay, so my son had emailed me this that this was going to be the plan, and he and he wrote. He never emails me. First of all, <laughs> right? That's what that, that was. A, that was a clue. And then in the email, he said it would be really fun if you could come. Exclamation point. Okay, <gasps> okay. So this is the thing. My son is. Uh, he works now as an editor for an art magazine, uh, mm-hmm. and he has very strong opinions about exclamation points. Yes, I talked to him about that. 
Yes, which you should never use one. I right. mean, there's only once in a lifetime are you allowed to use an exclamation point. So when I saw this in the email, I knew that was a grown man's cry for help, Leanne. <laughs> it was. You're right. I, I just had to book a ticket. I said, I, you know, that is a lot. That is a lot for a new dad uh, to be home alone three days, 72 hours uh, with the baby. Now, mm-hmm. uh uh, my daughter-in-law, she had consulted with her mother. She had consulted with her pediatrician, with her uh, uh, lactation expert. So, you know, when I arrived, and I arrived after Lauren had left left town, uh, she had it. She had it all organized. There were, you know, sheets with memos of, you know, you know what to do, various scenarios. Um, the refrigerator looked like a dairy case, land. I mean, she had like pumped milk for I, I don't know how long. Okay. <laughs> But you have to understand, the three people left in the apartment, that would be Will, me, and Josephine, we had really never been through a weekend like this, okay? The three of us, okay? Josephine, essentially a nursing baby that on a rare occasion had taken a bottle. But the idea that she had like was now going to be bottle fed for 72 hours, she didn't really get that memo, okay? (laughs) Or she didn't internalize it. You know what I mean? She didn't really realize that. Will, excellent father. He is not one of these like, ooh, it's a newborn baby. I don't know what to do. No, he's very hands-on, very engaged, you know, really trying hard. And me, Nana... I'm really not that experienced with bottle feeding newborn babies, Liam. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I had I had breastfed my own children, and uh, my other daughter-in-law has breastfed her, her three children. So I hadn't really. I didn't have a lot of like hands-on experience. But what I had, Liam, and you know, I actually was thinking a lot about our mom this weekend um, because you know that when we had our children, our mom came and helped us at various points in time, you know, when our kids were little. I know she came one time when my kids had the chicken pox and I was, I had to go back to work and it was, I didn't see how I was going to do it. And it was, you know, and that's, I I just was thinking about mom. Mom loved babies, you know that? And she was really, really good with babies. I mean, she had eight of them and her twin sister, Eleanor, had nine of them. So between them, they they were truly baby experts. I mean, there was nothing that rattled them. There was, you know, they found great joy and delight in everything associated with being a baby. And that, and so while I didn't really know exactly how the weekend was going to go. I just, I just thought, well, I was just thinking, trying to channel mom's enthusiasm, like no judgment. She did believe in schedules though. Yes. She she was a big believer in getting the baby on a schedule. Yes. Yes. Getting the baby on her schedule. (laughs) Yes. I will say that. Yes. Yes. But that, that's, and you know what? Mom's right. Because if you read all the books, that's what they tell you. Like, Babies like schedules. Well, okay. a schedule, but not necessarily her schedule. But okay, that's, I just. <laughs> okay, I, I hear just, a, speaking of psychoanalysis, Leanne, I hear just a tinge of uh, of resentment there. Did you not get a bottle at some point? Or did no, you get no, with my kids, like, my, I gave, tended to give my kids lunch when they were hungry. Like okay. at 11, but that wasn't lunchtime at Edna Dolan's house. Lunchtime was noon. Okay, so. you are totally ruining my story. Okay, okay. go, go, go ahead. Your own issues and baggage. Okay, okay. I'm just... Right. <laughs> this, please, this is my my story. Okay, so anyway, that was what I tried to bring to it. And and it was, and you know, but 
we had some moments, Leanne. I, I just have to say, I mean, that, that's hard for a new, for a baby who, you know, this was a new thing that she had to learn. Was right. like all nourishment is coming out of this, coming from yeah, this Yeah, no, that's you know? tough. That's yeah, tough. Yeah, I mean, at one point, I mean, and you know, there's uh, babies, like when they cry, oh my gosh. I mean, it's still like, I feel. <laughs> yeah, it rattles you. Oh my God. I mean, even though like they may only be 20 minutes or, you know, in one case it was 53 minutes, but that was, <laughs> but that was it. I, I thought I was going to lactate at one moment, Lee. And I just was like, oh, please help me, baby. And, you know, the more, you know, the more upset they got that, you know, the, then she couldn't really couldn't do the bottle, but we, we worked it out, the three of us. And we worked very hard all weekend. There was like no downtime because we were, you know, she only liked one kind of bottle and we were sterilizing those and we were making everything ready and we found that if we just kept her under you know like didn't let her get cranked up that really helped okay and that way like then she was a little she was a little more relaxed she didn't she wasn't as upset and she you know i mean she was the first couple bottles that she actually took it was as my son said she she looked like joey chestnut on coney island she was like downing them as fast as she could so, but we survived, Leon. We survived. That baby did it. She she drank everything in the refrigerator. There wasn't one ounce of milk. <laughs> Ooh, you got out of there just in time. No, no, no. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz, my hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Lynn, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen 
for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. I, do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. She, I mean, there, there was plenty in the freezer too, but she, she, she just, she did it. Okay. We did it. And I think that even though I had very low expectations for the weekend, it actually, it was, um, interestingly, a very bonding weekend for the three of us. Oh, good. For Josephine, for Will, and for Nana. That's, uh, that's what we did. So, but of course we're up there and lo and behold, what happens, Leanne? Ebola. Ebola comes to New York City. Okay. Could you believe that? I know. Could you believe that? You it's following you around, Julia. I know. I, I, I am a little but... like Typhoid Mary. I am planning a trip to Denver in the next month. So I'm just putting that out there. The city of Denver, you know, you, you know, the state of Colorado, you may want to get ready with your Ebola protocol. Of course, my son has been to this bowling alley in Brooklyn where the doctor, the Good Samaritan doctor yes. who had traveled to West Africa, that was treating Ebola patients, who came home, who did not have symptoms, but decided to go out and about in New York City and Brooklyn, you know, running, going to restaurants. Yes. And or as John, as John Stewart said, apparently the Sex in the City tour of New York. Like who does that much in the, in three days in New York? He was out and about. Okay. And can I just say, is there anything more disgusting than the inside of a bowling ball? Land? No, or well, that? the inside of a bowling shoe. It would be. <laughs> I, I think, think that's this... it. I digress for just a moment to tell you that like when I went to North Korea, as you know, a couple of years ago, I went on a trip to North Korea. I spent five days in Pyongyang. Um, and as one of the forced activities um, by the government of North Korea that we were forced to do, we went, had to go bowling, okay? Uh, it was some propaganda thing to, to make us think that everyone in North Korea goes bowls in their free time, which yeah. was 
Okay. But I can Which is remember... a crock, we know. It's a crock. It's a crock. Okay. I can remember sticking my fingers into that North Korean bowling ball, you know, with my minders, the North Korean minders watching me like, you better bowl or something bad is going to happen to you. And I just thought, okay, this is the moment. I am going to die by a bowling ball. You know, there's something, I mean, there's something so gross. I mean, that's it. It's a little dark hole, right? I mean, oh, oh. And in Brooklyn, you know, you know, they're eating. My son said that's a big place. They have a lot of nachos there. So everybody eats nachos. And then, you know, then they stick their fingers after they've eaten nachos in the bowling balls. Oh, brother. Okay. Oh, I, I just... so but the thing is that the big difference i do notice some differences about dallas versus new york city in terms of how they reacted to the ebola crisis of course you know i think everyone in new york was uh, learned some very important lessons after some of the mistakes that were made here in uh, dallas uh they certainly tried to give the appearance of being more on top of things yes they had all the political leaders they were out bowlingly and they yeah, riding the subway, riding the mayors subway. on the subway, right? Running, I don't know what they right. Highline, the right. meatball shop, the meatball shop. I'd like uh, to go there. That. Yeah, they they were doing meatballs. that. The police escort, you know, for the ambulance. Okay, but here is the thing that I noticed the big difference is when during the height of our Ebola crisis in Dallas. Nobody else in Dallas actually thought we had Ebola. I mean, if you had a fever and you lived in Dallas, you didn't you didn't call 911 and think, oh, I have Ebola. Okay, but in New York City, they had to put out an announcement because there are so many New Yorkers sitting in those teeny tiny apartments, (laughs) taking their temperatures, and if they saw any elevation, they started dialing 911. And so they were getting thousands of calls of people who now felt like they indeed had gotten Ebola. Okay, so... Well, you probably feel like in New York, you could have had contact with that guy yes. at some point, like, because yes. you, you're just, there's so much, you know, germ it's, and it's disgusting. There. There's just liquids in weird places. And so there's a lot of spitting, right? There is a lot of spitting. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, maybe you just, you feel like even though it's a big city with many more people that you might've actually had contact with that guy. So right. <laughs> Dr. Dreamboat, basically. (laughs) That's right. So there we were, you know, with the baby um, in the apartment, uh, with the Ebola alert going on outside. And we decided during nap time to watch Contagion, Leon. Oh, gosh. That was was really a fun weekend. So (laughs) so we had that going on. But I, I, I have to say... That, uh, you know, I know there's now a lot. I don't know where you stand. Let me ask you, Liam, mm-hmm. where do you stand on the quarantine thing? Uh, where, what's well, your- I feel like there could be some common sense self-quarantine when healthcare workers or people from East Africa, uh, West Africa return. Uh, you know, some common sense quarantine stuff. I, I feel so bad for that nurse in that tent in the New Jersey parking lot. Like, that is crazy. <laughs> Okay, so somewhere between that tent and bowling at the gutter, like there's a little bit more common sense approach to that, I think. Yeah, I I mean, I just, you know, the thing is that I I don't, I, you know, they keep telling the public, us, not to be alarmed, you know, 
they've got it under control. They understand the course of this disease. They understand how it's spread. And we just need to trust all the doctors, the healthcare workers, et cetera. And I would like to do that. But the problem is that you still have these like situations where you have, you know, people that are out bowling. You have people that are getting, you know, healthcare workers that are getting on planes to go to bridal showers. You know, I mean, you have you have doctors that are going to pick up their takeout food. Mm-hmm. So I think they're, we just, you know, we just need a little more control on some of this behavior. Because it's, I, I think the public will calm down. There'll be a lot less, you know, you know, uh, pointing fingers and a lot more, you know, uh, just sensible stuff. So, yes, they can do better than the tent in the parking right. lot. Right. I mean, that but photo I mean, of that, that poor nurse. I, mean, I know, but the, but she had a temperature. You can understand that. That And if they had not done that, then, the, you know, it, people would have been pointing their fingers as they did um, here in Dallas about the hospital. Like, what was wrong with the hospital in Dallas that... You know, the man comes in and says he's from West Africa and has a temperature and they didn't immediately isolate him. Well, that's what that nurse was. Uh, she was she had a temperature and she was coming from West Africa. <laughs> and a tent in the parking lot. I well, mean, I know. I know. I just, you know, it, it, it just it seemed again, I think there's a I think there's a, a medium between riding the subway and the tent in the parking lot. But I don't think I don't think I don't believe in self quarantines. I don't think people okay. can be trusted. I think they I think I, I honestly I'm just not that worried about getting Ebola. So well, I, 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 I guess that's why I can't get all worked up. I just think it's all right. Well shot. you haven't been I have been in the Ebola epicenters, Leon. So That's true, little, Julie. So good for you, but I am not. So <laughs> I know. Okay. I all guess. right. Okay, smarty pants sister. No, I just, I feel like there's others, you know, just it's an issue, but it's not, to me, it's not a huge concern. (laughs) So I guess we differ on that. Okay. You'll be sorry. That's what I'm going to say. Thanks. That's nice. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) All right. Moving on. Uh, Okay. I went to an open house this weekend, Julie. Really moving on to a completely different topic. Are you moving or what what are you doing? No, you know, just sporting and gaming and uh, and going to some open houses to be a looky-loo. And um, it was in the hood. A much better part of my neighborhood, though, let's be clear. (laughs) So... All right. Now, Leon, did you go in and did you pretend that you were actually looking to buy the house, looking for a friend, or just did you admit? No, right- no. I always admit I'm a neighbor. I don't okay. care. Okay. Right. Okay. That's their job. They just want you to sign the piece of paper so they can tell the homeowners, oh, look, we had, you know, four dozen people through in the open house. So, and you know, out here in California, it's a sport. In Southern California, like it's a participatory sport. So, um, you know, that's, it's, you're, I'm fine. I don't feel the need to make up lies. Uh, sometimes I actually am looking for friends. And I said that once and I got dismissed by the real estate agent. And that annoyed me because actually my friend called me and said, can you go check out this house in your neighborhood? So now I just say I'm a neighbor and then I don't put my email address down. Uh, that's how I combat that. But Julie, this house was a big house, uh, 4,300 square feet, seven, seven bathrooms, seven bedrooms. Okay. Okay. I'm out land. I know. Well, and the really why you're out is uh, it was four full stories. It was sort of built, you know, on a, a slanted lot. So um, 
there were uh, there was a main floor, but there was a full sort of floor below the main floor. Uh, it was a basement, but it had a lot of natural light because of the slanted lot. And then there was a floor of bedrooms, a second floor, and then a third floor that also had like two bedrooms and two baths. So it was four full flights, a lot of stairs, uh, you know, a lot of half stairs. There was even like a separate maid's wing with another set of stairs. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of house, but here's what I went down into the basement and Mm -hmm. I have never seen this before. It was a, you know, completely finished basement with a three quarter bath. And as described in the description, a quote, professional laundry room featuring three washers and three dryers. There were really three complete sets of washers and dryers against one wall in the laundry room. Washer, dryer, washer, dryer, washer, dryer. I mean, it was like Sheila Dolan's dream house. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like heaven. She could just tuck her in there and she could just, why be the laundress? Why would you need that? Why? I mean, that's a lot of, I mean, did they have a lot of people, like, did they have guests? Is it a bed and breakfast? Well, that's what it could, you know, it did lay out like a bed and breakfast, but that's against zoning in our neighborhood. So no, it's never going to be a bed and breakfast. Like they have just two kids. I mean, I guess Barrick was speculating, maybe it's because there are so many stairs that when you go down to the basement to do the laundry, you just want to do the laundry. But I mean... Brand new washer dryers, washer dryer, washer dryer, washer dryer. I mean, Beric does the laundry in our house. I call him laundry man because on Sundays he just powers through it. And even he thought that was a lot of washer and dryers. I mean, are they like, was he, the owners of the house, are they Mr. Appliance King or something? I I don't know. I have no idea. No, I don't, I don't know. Maybe perhaps that didn't seem to be over appliance in other areas. There was just one refrigerator. I don't know, but that's, that's quite a, I, I don't know what the theory is there. But you, you have to find out what they're, what they're washing land. I, I think that's very suspicious. Yeah. Maybe it, they're really, may, I don't know. Maybe they literally wash the sheets every day or something. I mean, you have to have someone stationed in the laundry room to fully utilize <laughs> three washers and three dryers. I mean. Sheila would do that. Sheila would do it. I, I know she's looking for new work. So maybe the family that moves in, she just, there's the maid section, which is very nice. And then she could just go right down to the laundry room from this. I just never seen anything like that. And they, uh, you have to do some more background research to find out what they're washing. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, okay. I mean, they're, that's suspicious. Land. It's that's very it, suspicious, right? Something is not right there. You I know, mean, are they taking in laundry? I don't. Oh, Oh, could be that. Or they, what else are they laundering? It is a $3 million house. So it's not, again, it's in the better part of our neighborhood. So yeah, it's on for $3 million. So my guess is, I I don't know what my guess is. Maybe they do have someone in the laundry room full time. I don't know. (laughs) But what are they, what are they washing full time? If you only have two kids, you can't, I mean, do you change your sheets every single day? I guess. Every towel. I I mean. But even that, you could do that all in one machine. I, I again, I knew. Okay, so now. if you have a theory, Is it money. Okay, we I, need some theories on that. I don't understand. I think there's some criminal activity going on there, Liam. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, all right. You got to find out. Find out what they're doing. Okay. And what are they moving on to? More washer dryers? I don't... <laughs> they're just moving into a laundromat. 
They're just maybe that a one story laundromat. <laughs> okay, we crack ourselves up there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leanne. Well, you know, there was some, speaking of criminal activity, I, I know you'll like that se- segue. Yeah, nice. Nice. Um, I, we, there was, a, Martha Stewart was in the news again this week, uh, because for the first time, I think ever, that she really kind of opened up about what her experience was like in prison. <laughs> that um, she was at an event where Julianne, Juliana DePandy, Rancic, as okay. we, you know, um, was doing an interview with her and started to ask her about what that, you know, what that prison experience was like. And, you know, she said, Martha said, it doesn't make you better and it could ruin you. It's a nasty, dark hole is what she said. (laughs) And then, but she did have one great quote. I don't have it in front of me. Can you do the sanitized version of it? Well, she used she she dropped the f bomb. Yes, I would pay Stewart like dropped the f bomb. Yeah. yeah, and people loved it because she. I think to paraphrase, she said she you know she had a lot of like so called friends or acquaintances that would say, oh well, this will really give you time to think, or this may really you know be a changing a defining moment in your life. And her response was, "F that, man." Yeah, no, I mean you know when they say what does not kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. Martha's, Martha dropped the F-bomb. Yeah. She said, you know, but but you can tell Martha, you know, has really worked through this. Yeah. Uh, you know, she said that you cannot let prison life, uh, prison define you. That she said, this quote unquote, Martha Stewart, I am a good person. I am a creative person. So <laughs> there you go. It's a lot of therapy there. I am a good person. Or and, denial. Just a lot of flat out denial. And that's yeah. how she's coping. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I had a, a – go ahead, Joel. It's, it's good that she didn't, you know, uh, she didn't gloss over it. Or, right. You know, that she said that it was a terrible experience, yeah. you know. Right. It was terrible. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it, – it, you know, it wasn't some personal challenge. Uh, so. Mm. All right. Uh, are we going uh, to magazine oh, yes. land? No, or no, toast? no. Did you want to do the toast update? <laughs> I mean, because Martha was on my mind this week, Liam, um, I did I did experiment further, you know, because we are trying to this. Here's our update on toast that we're trying to bring back toast. And Martha had, uh, had you know, we you and I like toast with avocado. Very good. Right. Peanut butter, jelly. I like that. Honey. That's good. Plain old butter. Fine. Dry toast. Excellent. Okay, but, right. It's true. Excellent. It's true. Right? It's excellent. Excellent. But Martha had suggested that you take some kind of preserve and then put cheese, melted cheese on top. So I have been working with different combos, but I think I have now come up with a winning combo that I want to pass on to you. I want you to try it if you can. And I'm not sure you're going to be able to because what I I did is I toasted some whole wheat bread Mm -hmm. and then I took some peach amaretto and pecan jam. This is a this is award-winning Texas Blue Ribbon, the State Fair, peach amaretto and pecan jam. But look around. You might be able to find some in your neck of the woods. And then I topped it with a nice, strong English cheddar. Oh. Pretty good, Leon. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was suspicious, but you said it's good. All right. Okay. So try that out. Okay, okay. But I think that's the right kind of jam. You just can't go with a berry. A berries and cheese on this wrong. Okay. Okay. All right. That's just a little toast toast update. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. And we now have people um, 
posting photos of their toast at the Facebook group. So that's good. All right. All right. It's well, going to become the new selfie, the toasty, I think. Yeah. Uh, all right, Julie Magazine Land. Um, okay, what's up? I have got more paper, Leanne. I learned le- so much last time, so uh, go ahead. All right, what- well, here I, I just have two magazine tidbits for you. Okay, this is from the latest issue of Self Magazine mm-hmm. that has Olivia Munn on the cover, who is just beautiful. And uh, okay, this is a new term I had not heard of before. You're familiar with just the term cleavage, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, and yes, then. I- and then the fashion world gave us toe cleavage. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And now there's something called ab cleavage, Julie. And oh, you cool. know the bare midriff is making a comeback. Yes. But yes. now yeah. we're not to call it the ab, to the bare midriff. We're to call it ab cleavage. Oh, <laughs> so, gosh. I, I don't really. We don't have that, Leanne. We do not have that. No, we're going to keep no. our shirts tucked in. We're going to keep our spanks on. (laughs) And yeah, I don't suggest that we embrace ab cleavage personally, but I just wanted you to know that term in case you see it. The next time you go to Brooklyn, you can just drop ab cleavage. When you're at the gutter bowling, just say nice ab cleavage. With my double gloves and my hazmat suit. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Ab cleavage. All right. All right. And then... I, I was shocked when I saw this uh, self magazine in the health news section. Julie, it's like they're trying to torture you, the vegetable world. <laughs> okay. What is, what is it? Because you've been well, outsp- yes, outspoken yes. against kale. Yes. And then two weeks ago, you spoke out very strongly against Brussels sprouts. And people are trying to turn you on to Brussels sprouts, but I you're know. having none of it. But you know what, Julie? There is a new vegetable just been developed, a healthy hybrid called kaleette. And it is half Brussels sprout, half kale. Yes. 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 Yes, Julie. Yes. Yep. Oh. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. That is it. What evil minds created that? It's available at Trader Joe and Whole Foods. And uh, they suggest just roasting it and then dousing it with balsamic vinegar, olive oil, salt and pepper, and then just throwing it away. No, they... (laughs) Kaelette, which is a stupid name, everything about it. But I'm going to try it because I like both kale and Brussels sprouts. Okay, I I would like further... A further report on that, Lane. But you know I'm never going to try that. No. No, uh, I'd rather do the ab cleavage than kaelette. That's my goal for my next year. I'm just going to... Sport some ab cleavage. Um, my ab cleavage is like a double D, by the way. I was... <laughs> That's the problem. Um, all right. this I had not heard of this. Uh, uh, and maybe and now we're taking a strong stance against it in California. So, But it's in other cities. And this is um, an app that uh-huh. uh, alerts people. It's called Monkey Parking. And it alerts people to uh, if you're in a car and you're about to leave a parking spot space you can go to the app you can alert people that you're leaving your space on yes. such and such a street and then you can sell that space to the highest bidder okay julie this is all part of the sharing economy you know where we're oh. supposed i'm not really i'm not a fan of the sharing economy <laughs> I don't want to. So instead of just pulling out, yeah. you are going to have some transaction, even though right. it is not your parking space to sell, but you were possessing it. And so 
And how much are people paying for these? Uh, you know, I, it, you know, four or five dollars for a parking oh. space, twenty dollars in neighborhoods. This app is available in New York, Baltimore, and Chicago. It's in the same vein as the Uber or Lyft or Airbnb. Like, oh, okay, let's all take care of each other. But Julie, you're right. That is not your parking space to sell. Your house right. is your house to rent, you know? Right. You want right. to hire an Uber car, that's their car, and you're just renting it. You don't own the parking space. So uh, I do appreciate that city councils in Los Angeles and San Francisco taking a strong stand against this. And what I liked was the strong language. Because I feel um, this way pretty much about everything that has to do with the sharing economy. I don't really want to share with strangers, you know? I don't, you know, Uber, Uber cars are the best things ever, William. Okay, that's, I am. I don't trust, I don't trust the Uber car. I don't trust it. I'm telling you, it's like 100% cleaner better than than a New York City cab. I, I would I, I would I would never take a cab again if oh. I didn't do. Okay. I'm I'm totally into Uber. All right. Well, here's what our city councilman, Mike Bonin in Los Angeles said. We have a serious parking shortage here in L.A. and people seizing and using our public parking spots per private gain is wrong. This is theft masquerading as innovation. And Mm -hmm. we need to stop it before these predatory parking apps <laughs> makes the problem worse. Yeah. I, yeah. That is language I appreciate. You know, that okay. is taking a strong stand. Predatory but, parking apps. I, I'm just going to argue the other side, Leanne, because okay. I will say, I will say that there is nothing more frustrating than driving around looking for a parking spot. But and that's the way it is. city council <laughs> is trying to help me find a parking spot. But if there is someone enterprising that has a parking spot, and for $5, I can park there, which would be cheaper than the valet parking or continue, you know, or putting it in a garage, hey, I feel like it's a win-win situation. Really, okay? you don't see any public safety issues for the guy holding the parking spot that he doesn't own for someone and someone else comes along? Really, you don't foresee anything might go wrong with that? I mean, come on. (laughs) We're talking about an urban area where people are already tense, right? So we're hanging on by a thread here in LA. You have the wrong attitude. You have to sort of reach out and share. Maybe if we all work together on this, then more people would be able to park their cars. There would be less road rage because isn't a lot of road rage. You can't find a place to park or you're tense (laughs) about it or you have to put it in some you know, $20 an hour parking garage. That's no good. Okay. If there, you want to park on the street, woohoo, that's a big, that's a big win. Isn't it? Leanne? come on. You know, when you can park your car on the street in LA and you it don't is. Have- it's exciting when you find yes. one, especially when you don't have to pay for it, when you're not being held hostage by the person who just happened to get lucky before and own the spot. I'm just, I'm not for it. I, I'm surprised that you want to lock up Leanne. all people with fevers. <laughs> Are for selling parking spots they don't own. <laughs> hey, you're in the land of the Rose Bowl. What does everyone in your neighborhood do during uh, during the Rose Bowl and Rose Bowl parade? They sell parking spots. Not everyone. The no, they don't. No, only Gene. <laughs> only one guy. That's how you, they don't. We're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed to do that. So occasionally there's one guy that makes some money off of it, but he's in a different zoning. Well, it's Gene. He did blacktop over his backyard. <laughs> That's true. So 20 bucks. Good for him. That... Okay. I, I just say, why don't we try it for a while and nope. see if people are happier with the parking. Okay. <laughs> and just wait until like the gunfights burst out. That's going to be good. Okay. Let me do that.
I don't know, Lynn. I don't know. Hey, um, I have uh, two picks, Lynn, that I want to do for this week. You know, usually I do a pick in a pan mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday, but I have two picks, no pans. All right. The first one, these are not, these are not um, extraordinary works of art, but I think they're solid picks. The first one is if you have not read The Orphan Train. Have you read this book, Lynn? No, but I, it's been recommended a million times on our Facebook site, particularly yes. for you because it's set in North Korea. So. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer, and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen, <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed, so it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSisters at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what uh, what what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just gonna buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's a hundred percent grass fed beef, free range organic chicken pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... (laughs) 
That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. No, 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 no. That's a, that's another that's one. Another that's another one. Okay. Orphan Master's Son. Oh, okay. this is the Orphan Train, Lynn. It's okay. by Christina Baker Klein, and what it tells is, I mean, it's a fictional account, but it tells uh, it's it tells the real story of something that happened between the late you know late eighteen fifties through nineteen twenties, where orphans on the east coast of the United States were all put on trains. And they were sent out to the Midwest to be adopted by farm families in the Midwest. This is a true thing, oh. a true phenomenon that happened. I, I was not familiar with it. And this is a fictional uh, uh, account of one, you know, of, of one girl, one orphan, and what happens to her um, in her lifetime. So, but it's, there is like sort of a hokey storytelling part about it but the core of the book uh, about you know her experience as an orphan and being on this train and being adopted by by a family and what happens to her you know um is really very interesting so i would recommend this book you should read it it's called okay. the orphan train the orphan okay train. okay so it's out in paperback uh um so if i wonder still- if it's an audible book i'll look that up Yes, look that up, Leanne, because that um, that's good. But it's a it's based on this. The inspiration for the book is based on this. You know what happened to abandoned children um, on the East Coast. Okay, so, okay. So that's the first one. My second pick is a movie. This is a movie that is going is it's heading directly toward to airplanes. I know, but <laughs> I want to recommend that you go see it. It's called The Judge, and it has Robert Downey Jr. in it and oh, Robert Duvall. Yeah. And Vera Farmiga, however yeah. you pronounce her name, and Vincent D'Onofrio is in this movie. Okay, and it's getting knocked because they say it's sort of a cliche. You know, there's too many cliches in this movie. I mean, it's 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 a courtroom drama. It's a prodigal son uh, story. Uh, it's you know, co- you know, coming home to his you know hometown. But I'm telling you, it's very emotionally involving, and it's really. Just brilliant performances. If you like Robert Downey Jr. or Robert Duvall, I mean, they are great in this movie. It's very, very emotional. And you will regret if you wait and watch this on an airplane because you are going to be sobbing your eyes out. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. So uh, it's uh, it's it's better than you think it's going to be, even though it's it's kind of predictable. It's not 100. You know, it's just so well acted that I think it really carries it carries it. And. And a little cliches are all right, you know, now and then, don't you think? Yeah. I think so. Well, right, you so know, the, with good acting, you can overcome some cli- writing cliches. Right, 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 right. So those are those are my two uh, two picks for you, Leon. Okay. That's, okay, that sounds like a good one for Barrick. I forced him to go see Gone Girl this weekend, which he hated. So he hated uh, that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just the judge. Try the judge. Okay. Solid. He may never go to another movie again with me after Gone Girl, but okay. <laughs> 
or or I suggest you two just get some binoculars, get some night vision glasses, go over to this house <laughs> and see what they're doing. What it is they're washing in those three washing machines. I don't know. Uh, Leanne, I, I, I saw an article in the Wall Street Journal and it, it, I had a really aha moment, as they say. It made me think of our sister Monica, you know, because this was a story about the joy of cold, dark winters. Okay, certainly you know about seasonal, dis, you know, affective uh, disorders. This mm-hmm. is where people, where this is a real, for most people, you know, you get blue, you get down uh, during the cold, darker months. Uh, and for for a very small percentage of people, it's really it's it's a it's a critical problem that they that, you know, they really have difficulty coping with the long, dark, cold winter. But there is a small percentage of people that have just the opposite happens. And they've, they've been researching people that actually prefer the colder weather and and you know and they like it you know their mood instead of being depressed during the winter months is actually elevated that the thought of cold and snow and and even darkness is actually exhilarating for them oh but and but part of it they're realizing is and that sometimes these people have a lot of difficulty in the summer months when it when the weather is warmer when uh, and this was where it would keyed me in on our sister Monica is that that I, there might be you know allergy related too that people that have um, allergies during the summers might find the summer months much more difficult um, to to cope with oh. and you know our sister Monica is there you a have it. sufferer right so but and I feel like maybe her mood she does like the winter months and so possibly she is one of these people that where although she you know it's not like Monica hates the summer or anything like no, that. No, she seems to enjoy it. She was sad she, this weekend that the curtain had come down, so to speak, in the Northwest with the rain, but... But she doesn't like really hot weather. Like, no, that's, that's true. Like, that yeah. she doesn't, she doesn't, and she's very comfortable in cooler weather, and, uh, and uh, you know, so... I'm just, I'm going to do some further research on our sister, Monica. I, I, but what do you think of my theory? That's that's a good theory? Does this have a name? If it's not SADS, is it MADS it's, or what is it? Wads? BADS? No, they're calling it that summer, it's summer, a seasonal disorder. It's, oh. you know, so these are people that, you know, that real, it's summer sad is what they're saying. They're calling it. <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm sure I'm sure I'll be hearing from Monica as to, but it was just the allergy thing. Yeah. Like if you really suffer from allergies right. all it's summer, bad. Right. maybe you wouldn't enjoy the summer months as much as other people and months where there are, you know, fewer allergies, you know, when it's colder, you know, that may be a more pleasant time. Your mood may be elevated. And uh, this is just okay. a, a work. I believe you. It's a working theory. It's going to get me in a lot of trouble. I think I I I have summer sads now. It's just been so hot and dry here. I just pine for for rain. Pine for rain. I can understand okay. why those people in the dust bowl went crazy, <laughs> going a little crazy. Um, all right, we got Halloween coming up, Jewel. Okay. Are you ready, Lena? I know you've been posting some excellent photos. Yeah. The decorations going on at your house. I like the crows, Lena. It's They're a good scary. theme. 
they are real. I know it's 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 original. I don't. I mean, I don't. You don't see that at every single house. I mean, you yeah. see a lot of ghosts, monsters. You know, certainly jack o' lanterns, etc. But uh, the crows, they, they they have a menacing, evil effect. Yeah. yeah, and I have these two really nasty looking cats, and I think that's where I'm going next. More cats. I think if I was <laughs> more. More with a crazy crow and cat lady would be an excellent Halloween theme. You know, I've been going with the goth witch, but I'm I'm thinking of collecting some more terrifying cats. That that would also be good for my Halloween look. So uh, we're getting ready. I actually am having a party tomorrow night. My friend Andy is going to be visiting from Madrid. So I have a bunch of college friends coming over and we're going for the mashed potato bar, Julie. So I got to do the mashed potato bar tonight. Okay. Uh, make my pot roast and my ratatouille, and then uh, we'll have that tomorrow. And then I got to move very quickly into completing my Halloween decorations and uh, and getting ready for Friday night because it's going to be a huge night. It's a you know it's a Friday night, so we're going to have a lot of kids. I, I think it's going to be a blockbuster Halloween. Do you sh- should you explain what your mashed potato bar is? Those that's if you're new, if you're a new listener. For a new listener, if you haven't been invited to Lean's house for Christmas Eve, you might not know what the mashed potato bar is. Go ahead, Lean. Yes, it's, it's basically you serve everything on, a ma- on mashed potatoes. So you make maybe a couple kinds of mashed potatoes or just one kind tomorrow. Uh, I'm not going to go crazy. Uh, and you serve a little dollop of mashed potato in a martini glass, and then you can top it with different toppers. I like uh, the company pot roast by the Barefoot Contessa is a winner. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille. I usually have your shredded cheese your bacon bits, those traditional toppers. Uh, but also I've done a seafood louis topper with salmon or shrimp or crab and a little bit of Thousand Island dressing. And the idea is that you you don't try to fill the martini glass with all those things like my in-laws did the first time I served this. Um, I was like, you can keep coming back. The idea is that you have your martini glass and you try a little of the ratatouille and then a little more mashed potato and you try the pot roast and then a little more and the seafood. So it's kind of a winner. You don't need big plates. It's sort of an eat around thing. People can serve themselves. It acts as both appetizer and dinner. And maybe I'll just make some hot fudge sauce and then you can put that on the mashed potato for dessert. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Lynn. That's... <laughs> Might need a new martini glass for that. So that's I, I what's happening. I think you should try to get some of that apricot, amaretto, uh, pecan preserves. That sounds good. Because that you could put on a mashed potato. Yeah, I had a peach and rum preserve recently that someone made and uh, that I bought at a farmer's market. And it was the same thing. It was just yeah. such a dynamic preserve. You're like, what can I put this on? It would have tasted good on a mashed potato. <laughs> so... And then we have a Halloween night. And then, Julie, then we have a Halloween party on Saturday. We were invited to. So Woo! I have to find a costume for Barrack. Okay. What are you guys going to go at? Do you I tried to talk him into going as Ichabod Crane from Sleepy Hollow. Okay. That's good. <laughs> he was not. I, in- your husband isn't a natural costume dresser. I mean, no. he's a lot like my husband. Like yeah. That- you say costume party, he's out. He I know. I want to go. Yeah. He de- I, de- I delayed as long as I could, even asking him. But they were <laughs> I was like, okay, I have to. I have to ask because I'd like to go to the party, but it is like costumes mandatory party. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to. I've I got said, an idea. Liam. What? Oh, okay, yeah. No, go for it. Okay. Uh, Black is the new orange. Have you seen this series? No. Oh, oof. okay. Well, you can, but I, you know, but them. everyone else in the world has. Liam. Yeah. So go get two orange um, prison it. outfits. Okay. <laughs> and then two wigs. That's it. And you'll go as. Maybe you should watch one episode and then you'll you'll understand. Okay. 
You know, the you only problem with that is this is the type of party where there's likely to be writers from the show at the party. I think they the would be. That's the problem. They would be, I think they would be really okay. flattered that you selected their show. Okay. Come on. It's easy. It's comfortable. It, it would, is, that's, I'm thinking. It comfort. is comfortable. It is. And, and, and your husband would look adorable with, in a wig, Liam. So. <laughs> I couldn't so. get him to go. With the 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 Revolutionary oh, War jacket and the ponytail, I thought that was a pretty simple costume, and he wouldn't go oh, for it. Oh. I might just get him a hat. What do you think? I don't know. No, that's a loser costume. Now you got to work on this a, a little harder. You're in the land of cre- you know creative know. talent. There, I'm just I trying mean, to do one thing at a time. I got mashed potato bar. I got the crows, and then I have Saturday to work on the actual costumes. For okay, Saturday just night. Google black as the new orange. No, I know what it looks like. It's an orange. I've seen seen the press <laughs> so, i just don't know where i'd find an orange jumpsuit I'm I, sure. I, I, that's you have a phone that's, a, you, you, that's okay all right that's, again you're in the land of costumes Leanne. i know no i know i know i know we could go rent something great but he's just it's very tricky it's a very tricky situation julie i'm sure you can imagine medical supply store to get the orange orange uh jumpsuit oh actually just scrubs and being a doctor that's good I always wanted to be married to. No, everybody's going to be Ebola. You got to, you got to do something. That's true. Everyone will be Ebola. No, that's yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Well, what are you guys uh, doing? Anything? I am. I'm going over to my grandchildren's house here in Dallas for um, for Halloween. So this afternoon, actually, uh, they've done quite a bit of decorating already. We've, they've got ghosts in their front lawn, and they've got they've got their pumpkins. And uh, but I I've, I'm not wearing a costume, but I am going to go to a party supply store. I want to get one of those um, necklaces that light up, you know, pumpkin <laughs> necklaces to hand out. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's fun, and then I'm going to hand out the candy. Lady. Okay, that's good. No, that's okay. good. What do you want? That's not what I expected you to say. <laughs> what did you? What did you say? I'm going to wear an orange jumpsuit. I don't, I, yeah, I no, don't know. No, I'm not going to know. No, I'm just handing out the candy. I don't want to scare the little ones. You know, I like happy Halloween. No. I don't like scary Halloween. Mm, okay. So I thought a nice little blinking <laughs> necklace would be good. <laughs> that would be good. All right. Well, it's a busy week then for us. I can see. Uh, all right. I don't know what else is you doing. Anything else? I mean, I'm busy, so uh, I got a lot going on. <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah, you better. You can't talk anymore. Come on, you get to work on the. I got to edit. Go to deep water workout. I so I am busy. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I mentioned Audible earlier. You know, that Audible deal is still going on. If you want to try downloading an audio book, it's a, it's, they're fun. They're easy. If you're filling commuting times or if you love listening to podcasts while you exercise, try an audio book. We have a special URL that will get you one free audio book download and a 30-day trial at Audible. That is audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters, audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. Uh, thanks to everybody who's done reviews on Stitcher and iTunes. Fantastic. Uh, great to see our show still in the top 100 shows on Stitcher, which is good for us because uh, I like it that um, we're beating out uh, the dinner party download and meet the press. Like, <laughs> it just yes. makes me laugh. <laughs> so, yeah, we're one of the very few female-driven shows on that list, and I think the only female-driven show that's not about sex. So, um, there you have it. And then... Uh, 
Uh, you can always join our Facebook group, of course, or go to our website, SatelliteSisters.com. All right, Julie, have a fantastic week. You too, and a happy Halloween. Lady. Thank you, Julie. Thanks. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister.